Hey, hey, what is up, Legendary Closers? How is it going again on another episode here with the Legendary Closer podcast? John Ferguson coming at you. Hey, if you're not already in the Facebook group, Legendary Closers, come on, hang out with us. We've got a lot of awesome closers in there who are helping each other every single day level up to the next level. At this point, though, let's talk about silence. The awkward silence that no closer wants to have. Or do we? Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish? Who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort? How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Hey, welcome back. All right, so here's the thing. I actually thought about on this episode to like leave the first two minutes completely silent. But then I realized that you guys probably would have hung up, and you would not have continued on the podcast. Why? Because no one wants to listen to dead air. Or do they? And what does dead air do? When there is a silence, is it awkward? Have you ever felt that kind of strange feeling when there was no one talking in your conversation and you were sitting there going, are they going to speak? Should I say something? What's going on? Are they even on the phone anymore? What's happening? Like if you're in front of somebody, you've asked them a question, they just sit there and stare at you. Do you feel like the need to say something? (laughs) It is the funniest thing. So the reason why I say this is I have several people that I coach and train. In sales. And this took me back to one of the times where I was just fumbling over my words. I didn't know what I was saying. All I knew was I didn't want there to be silence on the call. And I just remember I had to answer. Like when I asked a question and the prospect didn't answer immediately, I had to step in with some more information. I had to fill in the conversation and answer the question for them. And not give them the time to answer for themselves or digest the information because the silence to me at the point was like, oh, it was kind of crippling. And as I grew out of some of that, I still found myself answering their questions for them or with them. You ever have that person that you, uh, you ask them a question or they've asked you a question and you go to answer and halfway through your answer, they start answering the rest of the answer for you. I know that was a lot of answer this and answer that, but have you ever had that person that will finish your sentences? That one person that, you know, they ask you a question and you think that they really want to know something from you. And then you go ahead and answer it. And then they answer it over the top of you. Like that's one of the most annoying things ever. You get that in a lot of twins, right? And so apologize for any of the twin listeners, but you guys answer each other's sentences all the time, but that's like a family thing. In sales, what I was doing was I was filling the dead air. Like I was filling in all of the information and not holding back. Like I'd ask a question and I wanted to get the answer or, you know, I wanted to get into it. And the prospect was starting to feel like the interview wasn't genuine. My intention to find out what the question was asking, like about their qualities and why they were working with us or why they opted into our thing. It just wasn't genuine and they felt it. And like I started losing sales over this and I started, you know, losing 
my ability to feel confident in my sales process. And it was all about rushing it. And I felt rushed. It became worse. Like when I started losing sales, I thought maybe I needed to give more. I needed to coach more. I needed to say more and sound smart, right? And so when I asked a question that they maybe fumbled on and didn't really have the right answer, like I was excited to step in and answer the question with them or for them. Because you know what, John, the closer is showing up and hooray, (laughs) this actually happens with a lot of salespeople. And I know I'm not the only person. I know some of you guys listening have gone through this as well, where you feel the need to fill in the air. You feel the need to answer the question for your prospect and for the person that you're trying to, to sell. All I really wanted to do was hold impactful conversations. Like I wanted to help and coach my prospects, but I realized that coaching them was causing the problem. And I wanted to be confident. I wanted to be confident they looked at me in a certain way. I wanted to be respected as a salesperson. And not just as their salesperson, because I wanted them to see me more as like an expert advisor and somebody who actually had their interests in mind. And so I felt that that's what was going to happen. And then by being that expert advisor, I would be more trusted and I could literally close more sales and bring more money into my home. Like I could protect my closing ability because I was just better at creating impactful conversations that led to the close. Well, that wasn't all the case, right? So I started coaching people more because I felt this need and this confidence. I had really gained an understanding of my products and services as all good closers do. And, you know, I thought that I needed to help them. I thought that I needed to help them understand what I saw about the product. And so, you know, I thought that they needed more, really, than what was being given to them and maybe the sales script. And so I figured, you know what? If I coach them, it'll work. It actually caused more issues. You know, I wanted to be more impactful. And so inside, I I figured maybe if that's the method, right? That's the way to gain respect, of your prospect or the person you're trying to enroll into your high ticket program. And I was like, look, if I can get them to see the coaching for what I see it as, and you know, I can see that other closers had this charisma that I wanted. Like they had this ability and confidence over the phones that I was like, look, if I can just have that same charisma, I'd close more sales. And you know, maybe that they're able to do something. I'm not, maybe they were born with this, just this ability to be suave, right? To have better dialogue. And I thought that it was all about just coaching people through it. Well, you know, the more I wanted them to kind of see it my way, I think that's kind of where it all fell apart was by trying to coach them, I was pushing them. By giving them extra information, it caused more confusion. And because they felt less respected, right? Their information that they were giving me, they actually, you know, were kind of upset, right? I mean, think about it. If you're kind of cutting off the awkward silence, you're not gathering the information. You know, what I found was that the silence was good, that the silence actually was something that I could use as a tool, that I could leave specific pauses after specific questions so that they could actually give me information, actually helped open up the conversation. And it wasn't awkward for me is what I understood, but that if I left a pause or asked a specific question that needed an answer, then I didn't have to tell anymore. 
I didn't have to be the person telling or even selling. All I had to do was create the right dialogue. And I realized that when I was looking at all these other closers, it wasn't that they had more charisma. It wasn't that they were better at conversations. They just were better at asking the right questions that led people down a line that uncovered information that allowed me to close the sale and that allowed the prospect to fill in the awkward silence. It allowed them to do the talking versus me. And that changed everything. You know, now I actually enjoy the awkward silence. I think it's kind of funny because if I ask a question and I can pause. I can be in the middle of dialogue and let the other person speak. And when I ask specific questions, I want specific answers. And when I look for commitments is really when this comes in as a powerful tool is when you ask somebody to commit something, just pause. When you want them to commit to their time, just pause. Try it on your friends, on your family, uh, on your spouse. You know, ask them to commit to something and pause. Don't say a word till they answer. And if they don't give you the affirmative yes or no, ask them another question that leads them down the line that you're trying to get them to commit to. And I'm pretty sure that you're going to find, like with me, that that awkward silence isn't really awkward anymore. It actually becomes awkward for them if they don't answer. <laughs> and so it's a kind of a tool that you can actually put, I wouldn't say the pressure of the sale, but the pressure of performance on them that they have to perform for you when you're going through and enrolling them. And the last thing that you want to do, and one of the most impactful things I found, was that if you're answering over the top of somebody, you're not getting all the information. If you are trying to fill in that awkward silence with filler information and you don't know about what your product is or you're using terminology that doesn't fit, when you're on the phone with somebody who does know the information, they aren't going to be too happy about it. And they're going to call you out. It's going to cause more drama and problems for you, the closer, than if you would have just let them answer on their own. Anyways, guys, another quick shorty for you. Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. Go out there and live life legendary, everybody. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot. And that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Fury for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q-F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.